right, well, you heard it. We're going to spend the next uh, little bit chatting with uh, Clinton Wilkins, our mortgage guru, because it's Financial Literacy Month. And uh, we'll have an opportunity to uh, take some calls as well if people have some questions uh, regarding mortgages and whatever it might be. So without further ado, Clinton Wilkins, what's going on? How you doing, Todd? I'm doing well. You're sounding fantastic. You sound like you're right beside me, but in fact, you're far, far away. I'm over in Dartmouth today, uh, remoting in from my office, and uh, it's it's just amazing to be live again. I know we do our Bank of Canada updates um, eight times a year, but it's nice to be back on our show, uh, Mortgage 101, live on the air. All, all year, we've been doing it in a podcast format, which I'm sure some of the listeners have been listening to on Saturdays and Sundays, and lots of great content this month with Financial Literacy Month. So uh, we really encourage people to call in today. I know we haven't been taking calls live on the air all year. So I think it'll be a good opportunity to break down some of these barriers and talk about some of these key issues around financial literacy. And uh, as our listeners know, you know, one thing that we keep on talking about is, uh, you know, the home purchase is the biggest purchase of, you know, borrowers lives and oftentimes their biggest asset, but the mortgage is the biggest debt. And we can certainly drill down to some of those topics. All right. So the way to do that, if you've got some mortgage related questions for Clinton, of course, is give us a call at 902 405 or you can call us toll-free at 877-801-8255. Again, we've got Clinton Wilkins, our mortgage guru, for the next little bit. And a good opportunity if you've got some questions concerning your mortgage, a 902-405-6000 or 877-801-8255. Before we go to the phones, Clinton, what are some of the bigger, some of the more reoccurring questions you get from, from your clients? You know, I think right now there's a lot of discussion around rates, Todd. You know, there's a lot of noise in the media, you know, specifically around the Bank of Canada. And it's something that we obviously talk about quite a lot here on the air. And, you know, one of the things that's really coming top to mind is around inflation and really what's going on outside in the economy. And as you can imagine, that can make a huge difference to, you know, the cost of borrowing for a consumer uh, over the term of their um, their mortgage. And more and more borrowers today, believe it or not, are going with a variable rate mortgage. Obviously, we are big uh, supporters of that type of product. You know, historically, borrowers do better in a variable rate. And, um, you know, it's going to go up. The rates will increase. But is it doomsday? And is the Bank of Canada going to, you know, significantly increase the prime rate over the next few years? I'm not 100% certain. Um, but I do know a lot of borrowers are taking that educated uh, leap of faith, I guess. And I think one of the big reasons that they do is they obviously have us to keep an eye on it. But the spread between where the variable rates are today, Todd, and where the fixed rates are, are widening. And, you know, a borrower today, if they're doing a purchase, and in some cases are uh, even a renewal or an early renewal, borrowers are getting a variable rate uh, as low as prime minus 130 basis points. And, Todd, I can tell you, you know, my career, I've been doing this for 15 years, and we've done over 4,000 transactions. I've never seen the discount on prime. Uh, be so significant. And I think that's why a lot of borrowers are willing to take the risk. Um, you know, right now the prime rate is 2.45. And imagine if you have 130 basis points below prime, you're looking at a rate of 1.15. There's certainly a lot of runway uh, for increases to even balance out with where the fixed rates are today. And a lot of the fixed rates are in mid to high 2% range. So there's a lot of room for growth in you know the key overnight rate and in the bank prime to even be in a break-even position with where the fixed are today and in our, our opinion 
you know, variables safer for a lot of consumers. Many, many customers don't keep, uh, you know, their term until the end. A lot of people break their mortgages early, Todd. A lot of things happen, change in people's lives. Uh, you know, maybe they need to refinance or maybe they sell their home and buy another home or maybe, you know, their needs change. They go through divorces. There's a lot of things that happen in consumers' lives. And variable really gives that most flexibility because if you're going to break the term early, it's only three months interest. And let me tell you, it's a, three months interest is a lot lower than sometimes an interest rate differential can be on a fixed rate. And, you know, I saw a funny meme, obviously, I'm into mortgage lending. We talk about this all the time. I saw a funny meme on the internet the other day, and it said, uh, friends don't let other friends uh, choose a fixed rate. So, you know, we certainly have those conversations every day. Okay, 902 is the way to reach us for Mortgage 101 if you want to give us a call. And ask Clinton about uh, your mortgage, uh, whatever it might be, variable rates, fixed rates, rates in general, renos, whatever it might be. I'm sure many of you out there get some mortgage questions right now. Give us a call, 902-405-6000. Rick, hello. Hi, how you doing? I'm doing well, you? Hi, Rick. Not bad. I'm getting to the end of my mortgage, which is really good. But I seem to be paying a lot of life insurance. I'm paying the same life insurance now as I did when I had a large mortgage. I was wondering if I could drop the insurance and uh, add it to the payment to pay it off quicker. You know what? That's a really good point. And, you know, we have these conversations with consumers. Uh, Likely, you're in a type of mortgage insurance product that's called creditor protection. And the way that creditor protection is, the way it works is uh, if if you were to, you know, die or if you were to become critically ill or become disabled, there's different types of coverage. It would go to cover the balance that you owe. So, you know, if you start with a mortgage 20 years ago and you had the creditor insurance, you're going to pay that same amount of insurance uh, no matter how much you owe. Um, so it may definitely be a good um option to have a look at that and it may be an idea to cancel that insurance and potentially get a whole life or term policy and maybe you want to get a smaller term policy that would benefit your estate versus maybe benefiting the mortgage lender and oftentimes uh, creditor insurance can be expensive especially if you've significantly paid down your mortgage Uh, it's definitely something to look at i would definitely uh, recommend uh, having a conversation with your lender you are not required to have creditor insurance and i know that's a bit of a misconception a lot of borrowers feel that they have to take the insurance uh, from their lender or from their mortgage broker or originator. It is not required, and it's actually against the law. It would be considered tied selling to require a borrower to take the insurance. So I think you should definitely look into removing that, and I would seek the advice of maybe a financial advisor and get a term or a whole life. And that's a little bit outside of my purview. Um, and credit insurance is good kind of in the short term, but I think in your case, it's become more expensive because you've paid down the mortgage significantly. So it's definitely something to yeah. look at. Thank you very much. Thanks, Rick. Appreciate it. 902 is the way to reach us or 877-801-8255. Mortgage 101 with Clinton Wilkins. Uh, and uh, answering, just like that, answering your, your questions. We've got another caller in the queue. I'm just waiting for Vanessa to put him on hold. And she has done so. Glenn, hello. Good afternoon. Uh, sort of morning. Yeah, afternoon, afternoon say, now. Yeah, we're into the afternoon. <laughs> yeah, no, you got me there. Um, Clinton, um, I've been around the region here a little bit. And, um, 
you know what? And and I've been fortunate enough to be even on the harbor on a boat and mm-hmm. driving up and down the the region. There is, I bet you, there's twenty cranes in the sky in Halifax. Uh, I was uh, in Sydney just recently. You know, there's there's none there, and I've been down the South Shore, and I I didn't see any there. Um, what is um, Who's predicting the the but the, the the growth there? And uh, is it build on spec, or is it build on demand, or or whatever? Which which does affect mortgage rates and stuff. But uh, um, I'm wondering, do you have any uh, insight on that? I'm I'm interested in that. Yeah, I can tell you at least on a population front. Um, our population has grown here significantly over the last couple of years, and it's actually grown. Uh, faster than we even envisioned what the pace was. And I think that was really exacerbated by the, you know, the pandemic, to be honest. A lot of people are relocating here to Halifax and Atlantic Canada in general um, because we have a better quality of life here. And I think that home ownership is more realistic here than it is in some other areas of the country. So that's one thing. Um, there was yeah. an article that the premier uh, said that our population was going to double by. 2060. Now, again, I'm not sure if that's backed on stats or if that's an estimate. Um, our population is growing here. That is, that's reality. And th- our, there was um, some research done that by 2025 or 2026, that the population in Halifax was really going to grow even by 20 or 25%. So population certainly is growing. I can tell you one of the major issues here in Halifax and the whole county is the lack of supply. Um, You know, even on homes for sale for buyers to buy, we have less than a month's worth of inventory. We have the lowest inventory levels in 30 years here in Halifax. So that is a concern. Obviously, the lack of supply is driving the price up. So that's one thing. Do I think the prices are ever going to go down? Uh, You know, and Todd and I talked about this, you know, a few weeks ago, we're dealing with a hangover of what happened at the municipal level here in the late 90s and the early 2000s, because we had a moratorium on building. It was very challenging to get a building permit. And I would say even even today, it's a challenge. So, you know, we're dealing with the issues 20 years later, and it might take another 20 years for the inventory to balance out with the amount of demand. So I think that, you know, we're in a situation here that over the next few years, we're definitely going to see um, the demand still stay high. I think it's a, it's an exciting time for anybody who is a homeowner, because obviously we're going to continue seeing the price growth. My concern is for first-time home buyers because I think it's going to be challenging for them to get into the marketplace as the price increases. But the one thing I will say, and for anybody who's listening to our show today, the province really needs to work with the municipality, and I know that they said that that was something that they were going to work on, to streamline um, and help the builders get some shovels in the ground. You know, we have a lot of land here in Halifax, and obviously urban sprawl is a concern. But I think that, you know, working on the density within the peninsula is important, but also getting more uh, permits readily readily available and like streamlining the lowest risk, um, you know, permits to get those going. Um, Builders certainly do want to build, but they need to have approved building lots to build on. And I'm not just talking single family homes. Obviously, we need those, but we need all styles of housing here. 
And, um, you know, it's going to be a 20 year build, I believe. And, you know, it's a it's a great time for, you know, students. And I, you know, I did a bit of a, a, a talk with a high school here in HRM a couple of weeks ago. It's a great time to think about getting into the trades because we have a huge demand uh, for all. Uh, types of trades here in Halifax, whether that's plumbers and electricians, um, you know, carpenters, and it, the demand is going to keep up for the next, uh, you know, careers really for some of these individuals. So certainly some challenging times, I think, and uh, I'm excited to be here and, you know, help people. Um, I think it's going to be 20 years before we're really going to balance out the supply and demand. Really? Um, well, that's encouraging in one way, and something that's discouraging that I've I've heard from. Uh, Glenn, I'm going to have to put builders, you on. Glenn, I'm going to have to put you on hold if you'd like to follow up the conversation because we need a break. Okay. Oh, okay. All right, stick there. Nine zero two four zero five six thousand or eight seven seven eight zero one eight two five five mortgage one zero one with Clinton Wilkins continues when we come back. All right, it's mortgage one zero one with Clinton Wilkins. And uh, we've got Clinton down to the bottom of the hour, and uh, we've got some time to take some calls. 902-405-6000-877-801-8255. Just to follow up with Glenn to finish off uh, the chat. Glenn, uh, you wanted to address or, or respond to Clinton? Okay, yeah. Hopefully I'm not too far off topic there. But it's a little, um, well, it's a little bit interesting there that uh, I've been talking to some uh some contractors, some builders recently, mm -hmm. and there's a call out to Western Canada to come in here and frame houses and uh, and uh, pour concrete, etc. Um, geez, that's a that's a weird situation for us here. It's a kind uh, of a, a role reversal, isn't it? You know, I I it, remember. You know what it is. And I, I like I'll be 40 years old next year, and um, I remember when I was going through high school. It was very unpopular to go into the trades. That wasn't considered a good job. And now, think in the trades, there's a lot of um, uh, people that I do business with, you know, obviously customers of ours. And consumers that are in the trades are making as much as maybe a teacher's making now. And sure. I think that, you know, the, the expectation kind of when I was growing up that, you know, getting a university degree was the minimum expectation, even to go, you know, work in kind of any frontline type jobs, even going to work at McDonald's, you basically needed a university degree. And now it's kind of very interesting to see how the demand has increased. And I will venture to bet that uh, the demand and the compensation for skilled labor is going to increase over the next 20 years because obviously if the demand is high uh you know there's only one way to kind of r realize that uh demand and it's going to be with more supply so i think it's going to be working even you know right down to high schools and uh, you know nscc about getting more skilled labor in our market but I, I definitely do here and i see people relocating from other areas of the country um, that are skilled laborers uh, to come and work here. And I think, you know, there's lots of work for them. Okay, we're going to move on. Thanks, Glenn. I appreciate it. So let's go, go to Chris. Hello, Chris. Hey, I'm here. I'm here. Okay. I've got a question for Clint. Um, sure, actually. go ahead. Yeah, we, we've had a rough time trying to get a mortgage, and um, we were actually very successful and, and were able to get a cosigner. Okay, good. Uh, we were very lucky to do that. Uh, I was at a time where our landlord was going to ask us to move out um, when we were due to give birth 
and whatnot. So we, we, you know, we're in there. We're great. We're happy. My question is, having a mortgage and even we have the co-signer, will our credit mm-hmm. scores slowly increase, do you think? Or? Yeah, I, I, it, uh, the key is really to make sure you make all your mortgage payments. And right. I would say uh, that might be even the most important thing to make sure that you're going to make those payments on because that's going to report to your credit bureau and likely your co-signer's credit bureau as well. So obviously it's very, very important to make those mortgage payments. And, you know, obviously your credit's made up of your payment history, your utilization, and kind of the mix of the credit and the inquiries. Um, The mortgage itself may not impact the score per se, Chris, but uh, showing that you can make those mortgage payments, I think will impact your ability to get another mortgage when you're ready to get that cosigner off. Normally, what I tell consumers is, at least in this market today, um, you probably need to go through the term. And most likely, you took a five-year term, whether that was a five-year fixed or a five-year variable. um, And you're going to continue paying down that mortgage. The key to really getting the cosigner off and kind of the path of least resistance in terms of getting that cosigner off is to really monitor your credit and make sure that you have the income and the credit to qualify for a mortgage on your own. And typically, the process would be through a refinance. And the way that a refinance works is um, we can leverage up to 80% of the market value of the home. If you just bought it, obviously, you're going to be maybe doing some work, and hopefully the market continues to increase where the value is going to go up. Um, But concurrently, you're going to pay down the mortgage debt. So normally, the way that we tell co-signers and consumers that are we're doing a transaction for that need a co-signer is, you know, in five years, it's a great natural time to look at getting that co-signer off. Um, And it may be important for things like estate planning, because um, as you can imagine, um, oftentimes co-signers are parents, or maybe it's a brother, sister, um, or it could be, you know, a related family member. Um, But if you, the intention is to get them off, the best time to do it is kind of at that mortgage renewal time because you're not going to pay a penalty on the existing mortgage and hopefully right. the property value has gone up enough and you pay down the mortgage enough to kind of be at that 80% mark. Right. Yeah, no, we, we were, we were going to try and get out as soon as we were actually possible because of, you know, you know paying paying a penalty would be cheaper than paying a rate now, I think. Because mm-hmm. you have a pretty high rate, 5.79, okay. I think it is. Uh, so we are kind of immune to, I guess, uh, rate increases for now. Yeah, I, 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 and that may be a, a situation where you need to keep an eye on the, what you think the property value is going to be and that mortgage balance yeah. because it okay. might be worth it to break the term early. Um, I think in everybody's situation, it's a little bit of a case-by-case basis, and you might not know exactly where the property value is. But usually what I tell consumers is keep, you know, keep an eye on the sales in your neighborhood for similar types of homes. And when okay. you think that you're at that 80% mark, you know, it certainly could be worth it to have the conversation. And I also recommend downloading a couple free apps. So you may just want to write this just down. Just quickly, Clinton, because we're out of time. So Yeah, uh, Borrowell and Credit Karma. Download both of those apps. And I would say uh, you and whoever's going to be on the mortgage, it's a good idea to have that. And it's a great way to keep an eye on your credit. Okay, thank you very much for your time. Thanks, thanks so much. Clinton, how do people get a hold of you? 
They can check us out online at teamclinton.ca slash radio. Lots of great information on our website. And I think we have about 500 blog posts now and lots of information on Financial Literacy Month. And uh, we'll be back next week. And Todd, I'll let you cue it up. I won't take your glory. Um, and uh, we can certainly drive down and, you know, uh, do a deep dive into some other topics. For yeah, sure. you got it 100%. Always great. Thanks, Clinton. Wonderful. And we'll talk next week. Thanks, Todd. All right, you got it. That's Clinton Wilkins, our mortgage guru. It's Mortgage 101. It's Financial Literacy Month. And again, we'll do this again next Tuesday. We look forward to uh, hearing from you. Uh, Silva Charlotte, the food professor, when we come back.